Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as on-trend as sharing the spoils, fancy advice as hot as Andre Silva's goal-scoring form and two pundits who both finished in the top 200 on a match day for the first time in what seems like a while. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 4, Match Day 22 and joining me as always, the fantasy fußball got himself, Flo Reinecke. Flo, uh, there were draws galore on match day 21 but the good news was that there were still a fair few fantasy points out there to be won as well yeah but still it was a very very boring match day so i'm i'm, I'm really happy we got that in the uh, rear view mirror already and next match day is going to be exciting we got like two big games coming up with frankfurt Bayern and the Riviera derby and I'm, I'm pretty much looking forward to it and for me personally it's nicer like Bremen won't uh, won't have uh, lost any games until Sunday evening, so I'm I'm, I'm can watch the other games uh, in a good spirit. <laughs> Where is this? Because it's after like after Bremen loses a game, I'll, I'm losing interest in football for a few. Well, I think no, I think we can all understand that definitely. Um, I don't think there's any any shame in that. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you'll be able to watch it un, unfiltered at the beginning. But you never know, of course, that the same way it goes the other way, right? If they win, then it changes the whole mood in a positive, positive way as well. So we can only hope. Yeah, and I mean, James, spring is coming to to Cologne. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. it it's going to be 18 degrees <laughs> no, right? plus. What? And we're like, it's, it's like, it's a swing. We almost had, we had double digits minus degrees like a week back. And now it's setting up nicely. I took Sunday off after the weather forecast. And now we're doing a barbecue in the garden. Beautiful. Just family. It's going to be lovely. So I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in high spirits. That's, that's what I like to hear. That is definitely what I like to hear. And uh, top 200, James, you, you undersold it a bit. I, w- I was top 30 last. Well, you were top 30. Last match day. I yeah. was one, I was 176. So unfortunately, yeah. I have to drag you down to top 200 yeah. as well. I am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were a few tears apart. We were. We certainly were. Just for yeah, one. But, uh, I'm, I'm still ahead in the one that matters, and that's the overall. Yeah, so I'll I take know. that every day of the week right now. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a bit of a bizarre match day. We then had the, the incident of the uh, the rescheduled Bielefeld match against Bremen. We lost the points in our teams, then we got them back. Although I have to say, something still seems a little bit off because I dropped five places when the points got restored. I was in 93rd place before they got taken away, and now I'm in 90 but you know what I'm not going to worry about it too much I could go on a rant about why this is something that holds the official Bundesliga fantasy back a little bit when it comes to uh, the details behind the scenes but we might save that for a whole other episode instead let's move on to some listener questions and we'll start with one from at Gavin C137 he's asking Flo for Hoffenheim's game against Bremen closing out the match day is it okay to look at Bebu over Kramerich? I don't think so I mean, Kramaric is questionable for starters. He didn't play at Dortmund. He he wouldn't be very high on my shopping league, even if we get confirmation that he's fit. I, I doubt that we get that before Friday evening because Hoffenheim is playing this evening in Spain, their home game in the Europa League against the Norwegian side. So that's totally making sense for me. Uh, they got a positive corona uh, test um, for Stefan Posch, which is like quite recent news. And I think we should be worried that more cases will pop up from now until Sunday. And I personally 
pro- I, I won't bring in any Hoffenheim players just for that reason alone. I think it's too risky. Who knows who's going to be next? Um, the only guy who would be on my shopping list otherwise would be um, Christoph Baumgartner. And I mean, him and Posh, they both are from Austria. They're playing, I think they, they play together in the youth national team. Maybe they are friends. So maybe Baumgartner has a higher risk of also testing positive within a few days than other guys have. But just, that's just a guess. But for me, I, I think there are better options out there. And there are uh, also budget options out there. So if you need a cheaper striker like Bibu is, um, I think there are other options there. And, and because of the risk of the coronavirus spreading when they have to travel as a team, um, I would stay away. And I mean, for what it's worth, Bremen has been not a good side to play against this year. They, uh, they are the joint best defense in 2021. Tied with Wolfsburg, with only uh, six goals conceded so far since um, the year started. So um, I, I think it's like everything points in the direction of not having Hoffenheim players in her squad. And, and their record after playing in the Europa League is very bad um, yes. this season. It is, it is. We will certainly mention that later. No, I couldn't agree more. I do think Hoffenheim are now starting to become risk candidates again of rotation as well because of Europa League involvement and ultimately yeah, European football kicking off again. It does need to be something that we factor into our decision making. But as well, I mean, if we're talking about the risk of coronavirus tests and whatnot disrupting things, then the other team we should talk about are Bayern because Benjamin Pavard is the latest to test positive there after Thomas Muller and there's a question whether there's going to be a few more dominoes that fall, you know, be over the next couple of weeks as well when it comes to the Bayern squad. So a question on them, because I know Flo as well, you took Kimmich out and it was a stroke of genius um, for the Bielefeld game. I kept him in mainly because I had other priorities, but I'm thinking of getting rid of him this week. So a question from a listener at uh, Yasak underscore Krishnan asking, who is the better pick between Sane or Kimmich for a way to get into the Bayern midfield? Firstly, explain your thinking behind the Kimmich decision and then maybe give the answer to Yashak's question. So I wasn't 100% sure that Kimmich will play. Um, I thought maybe he'd get rested. I felt more confident with Lewandowski, like I explained last episode, because oh, of the Oh, you were spot on with record. that as well. Spot yeah. on. Because of like the, his possibility of getting the record. I'm, I'm not planning on bringing in Kimmich anytime soon. As long as I see the risk that he's going to play as a holding midfielder or maybe at Frankfurt, he might even play as a right back because there's a big, big hole there. And Bonazar played against Bielefeld. He he was outplayed by Andreas Vogelsammer. <laughs> I mean, that's like, like that was happening. He, he couldn't handle him. He had to be taken off, I think, <laughs> after 60 minutes because he was so poor. And... I mean, who's playing on the left flank for Frankfurt? Do they have someone who's any good? I don't know. I mean, he's a, he's a bit average. His crossing's a bit hit and miss flow. So, like, you know, I, I don't really know where the jury stands on Philip Kostic at all. No, it's, uh, and it's, I, it's I think a, he has decently quick feet as well. You'd think so, wouldn't you? I, I don't know. So, I wonder whether Zula might be the matchup against him. I have wondered that, but Kimmich is the other option. So I, I think Kimmich is probably the only one who would be able to handle Kostic. I'm not sure that Zula is 
agile enough to do that. So he both probably would need help. So I think Kimmich will probably play in a more defensive role at Frankfurt and maybe even going forward as long as Bayern has some uh, injury issues and uh, Kimmich is, is hold, hold back in his role. And then he's just like, he only has set pieces left, which is like, he, he, he's able to score decent amount of points with that. We've seen that in the past. But I don't think it's likely we'll see that 30-point game, 20-point game often when he plays in, in, in a defensive role. Yeah, that's it. And that's why, um, I'm not sure I have said that, that's <laughs> why I would prefer Zane, so I'm, but I'm not looking to bring in an uh, expensive Bayern midfielder this week. So I would look elsewhere. Yeah, no, I certainly this weekend would say that there are better options in that high-priced range. But in in giving all your arguments as to why you wouldn't have Kimmich, I think you are giving the argument that you would have Sané over Kimmich in the end. So I think you did answer it. Um, but that's it. The I was glad to have him in my squad for that 31-point game against Schalke back on match day 18. But at one point I thought, oh, that might... Be. It's not the case of that would be a baseline, but the baseline of maybe 10 points and up for Kimmich is, a, is one that I could work with with his 18 million price range. Now I'm a little bit concerned because of the potential positional changes that you've mentioned. And the, the Schalke game, for instance, we want to use that example. That's an exceptional game where he picked up three assists in that game. And even with set pieces, that's not going to happen that often. You know, it's a case of, you know, you, you can bank on getting one every now and again from, from his involvement in set pieces, given uh, Bayern's propensity for scoring goals. But I think, yeah, that's a, a good way to answer that. I think one of the big, I mean, we've got a couple of listener questions to go, but the big talking point is this Frankfurt buying game. And I know we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but let's move on to our next listener question because it's from at rookie underscore CR asking, you know, I'm too worried to have four Frankfurt assets in my squad. I'm thinking about dropping Eunice and therefore keeping Kostic, Durm and maybe Silver. Although he does put in brackets, I could drop him for Vakehorst and Leon or Leon Bailey. And given the doubts about his fitness, that might be a, a good move forward uh, rookie underscore CR but then he also asked about bringing Wolfsburg players in because they do have a good run of fixtures not only that but they're also performing quite well in the Bundesliga right now flow and it's not just their backline uh, that offers avenues into fantasy points there are a smattering of options in this Wolfsburg side that all could do a very good job for people yeah I think looking at Wolfsburg asset is a smart move and that's what uh, definitely what I'm going to do probably I brought in Otavio last week planning ahead how Wolfsburg fixtures are looking in 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 recent weeks um out of the four Frankfurt players uh, you mentioned I think I I'm leaning towards selling Eunice as well as the most likely one to get subbed out early on and maybe not play that pivotal role that Kostic can. So I think Kostic can have a pretty good game against Bayern. He can be a matchup nightmare um, on the wing. I'm not sure. Like Bayern would have to sacrifice a lot to stop Kostic. And I'm just not sure if that's how Flick rolls. I Usually he likes to play his own style of football and not to re react too much of what the opponent does. So in my mind, I'm like, you, your, your squad has to be really stacked to thinking about selling Kostic. He's just so good right now. And Bayern has issues on the right flank. So that's looking to be, or it seems to be a pretty good 
matchup for Kostic. And if Bielefeld can score three goals against Bayern, Frankfurt are capable of scoring as well. And at that point, that's not to say that there aren't goals in this game. And of course, that's fantasy value as well. And especially with Frankfurt as well, don't forget that their fixtures after, uh, you know, the game against Bayern aren't that bad either. You know, Bremen away, then Stuttgart before the game against Leipzig. So you could ride it out with Frankfurt players and be okay. I'm personally going to be riding it out with Durham and Kostic. And, and I'm okay with that because I'd rather, I agree with you, Flo, I'd rather sell Kimmich in my midfield than Kostic for this weekend. Definitely. 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 Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'd rather have Kostic than Kimmich by a pretty, pretty wide margin. I think one thing we have to add is that Silva is questionable and Durham is questionable. Both, ta- uh, both players took knocks in uh, training, in practice. I expect both to play, actually. So Hütter said, ah, we don't know what the status is. And I mean, that's, that's a smokescreen. It's going to be a big game. I would be, I would be shocked if Silva won't play. I'm, I'm a bit more concerned with Durham because maybe if Hütter wants to lean on the more cautious side, then a guy like Touré definitely brings in some more defensive stability. I don't expect it. I, I just think there's an outside chance of that happening. But yeah, well, I'm definitely looking for any news on uh, Silva and Durham uh, on Friday. Yeah, that's. I mean, I was debating even even before the news of Silva having picked up a knock and maybe being a doubt. I, I was still rationalizing and rationalizing it in my head. Flow as saying I, I could see him, given his form and given the way he's playing, I can see him scoring against Bayern. I think that's well within the realms of possibility. But I am certainly always a fan when it comes to my front line of having, as if possible, three different time slots to to swap your star man. And so, as much as I could ride it out with Silva and Lewandowski this weekend, I would rather take. Silver out for one week, bring in someone else that gives me a bit more flexibility, and then maybe consider bringing him in next week. I mean, is this is this for me is one of the big talking points of this week as well? Is if you look at the fixture list, not for this weekend, but next weekend, when it comes to the flexibility that we are afforded in this weekend, there's not a lot of attractive propositions out there. And Frankfurt played Friday night against Bremen, and therefore keeping Frankfurt players may actually might not work out this weekend, but over a two weekend play could work out in our favour because the other the other teams you know you've got Leipzig up against Gladbach then Union against Hoffenheim and I'd say that not a lot of teams have a lot of players from those two sides Mainz Augsburg same case Leverkusen Freiburg then closes out the match day but with Leverkusen they might be rotating because of Europa League and that brings its own dangers as well and so this weekend I think is quite easy to navigate but I certainly feel I'm keeping one eye on next weekend as well and therefore Frankfurt do still play an important part there yeah uh, 100% agree and I also think that there's going to be attacking returns I would I would be surprised if that game ended in a goalless draw uh, I think there will be some kind of uh, attacking fireworks at Frankfurt and we can benefit as uh, fantasy managers I, I think the only like the could happen that Bayern score three to four goals yes and then you would have trouble with a player like Dorm, maybe but he's so cheap that it's not like a big, con- a major concern. And if you sell him, yep. so who are you able to bring in for that price tag? Is there a player out there who is definitely better than Durham? I, I don't think so. So unless you like you sacrifice on, on Nina, 
other position to get a higher budget and change Dorm out for a higher price defender like a Christian Günther, for instance, from Freiburg. I like this week, but you have to pay like 8 million more to get him. And if you can make that work, all right, maybe that could be a decision to do, but not in the same price, uh, price category. You don't get a guy who's better than Dorm more than like 60% of the time. And I think that that might even be a bit high. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, what, the, the Bayern Frankfurt, if off the top of my head, it produced 13 goals last season. It was 5-1 for Frankfurt in the Hinrunder and 5-2 for Bayern in the, the Rook Runder. So, I mean, the, the track record is that there are goals in that game, which is why it's such an interesting one that we're certainly not telling you to steer away from having involvement in that match at all. If anything, we're telling you to have involvement. It's just a case of we're all hoping that you kind of pick the right horses to back uh, in what is a pretty talent-rich field with those two teams. Yeah. The, the the only thing I'm a bit afraid of with your Bayern SF would be that they're playing Cologne at home next week. Then they're starting in the... Uh, no, they're starting um, next week in the Champions League. So it's in between the Cologne game. But... After that, it's uh, the match against Dortmund. So maybe we see a bit of more rotation against Cologne. But since the week is off after the Dortmund game, I, in my mind, the Champions League match of Bayern was before the Dortmund game, but it's before the Cologne game. So it's it's probably a moot point. You don't get the last 30 <laughs> seconds of your life back. I wasted it away. Oh, no, no, well, My apologies. Without, without being too self-deprecating, I'm sure there's a fair few seconds of life that's been wasted by people listening to this show. But hey, we appreciate everyone that does absolutely because we give our we give our lives for it. Okay, you know what? The I had another question, but it was ultimately about you know silver being potentially dropped and whether you're still high on dropping levy. I think we're going to be talking about it in part two anyway. So let's close part one there. We'll be back in part two to take a look at the match day 22 fixture list. Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball Fantasy. Time to find out who the standout choices from this weekend's fixtures will be. And we, of course, as always, start on that Friday night game. At some point, I'm just going to flip it. I'm just going to put the Sunday matches first just to freak everyone out. But for now, we'll carry on with the Friday night game first. Bielefeld against Wolfsburg. Now, Wolfsburg haven't conceded in five Bundesliga matches. Six in a row would represent a club record. Meanwhile, uh, a man that we keep mentioning, Wout Weghorst, he's been presented with a league high 19 clear-cut chances which is more than the, the entire Bielefeld team this season he's also scored 14 all told almost they double have, of Bielefeld I think it's worth mentioning it's, almost, it's yeah, not it's just yeah. more yeah it's double it's almost double sorry James yeah, yeah. spot on Bielefeld at 10 and Bechos at 19 I think is quite a feed yeah but at the same time he's only scored 14 goals from 19 clear-cut chances and they've scored 18 so no, I mean, no, it's, it's, that's the story Bielefeld role um, but you, you are right to point that out so, I mean, I guess the question we've got to ask in the in the great debate of what to do with strikers this weekend, when we're talking about silver, we've even got you mooting the potential of dropping Lewandowski. Is Wout Weghorst someone that is worth the Friday night punt? Yeah, why not? I'm personally not that high on Weghorst as always, but I think he's a, he's a pretty, pretty good choice. And if you're looking at standalone fixtures, like Haaland would be first, in my opinion. 
on the uh, Saturday evening fixture, and then is is a close race between Leon Bailey and um, Wout Vejos, and I might even prefer uh, Vejos because um, the Europa League match of Leverkusen. They're playing at Bern. We're recording on Thursday afternoon, so we're not sure how Bosch will line up at Bern. So maybe we get some clarity. If Bailey is rested, I wouldn't have any issues with um, going Bailey over Vechost. But if he plays, who knows? Maybe uh, Bosch is looking for some more rotation on Sunday at Augsburg. Um, I think it wouldn't be the smartest move given the poor form of Leverkusen lately. But they have a lot of games. They they, they play uh, the the second lack next week against Bern, so it's definitely something to keep in mind. So the, out of the standalone fixtures, Vechost is is yeah tight second with Bailey for now for me. No, I, I would agree with that assessment. I actually brought Bailey in last weekend, and uh, admittedly, I did the Bailey versus Kalajic debate, and I was regretting it. And I, I wonder whether I still might regret it come the end of it, because I'm thinking, okay, Bailey against Augsburg, it could work out. But you mentioned young boys in the Europa League. I mean, young boys are bossing it in the Swiss League right now. They're top of the table by a comfortable margin. You know, they're winning games left, right and centre. I have a feeling Boss is going to have to put out a pretty strong lineup for that one. And that, for me, would include Leon Bailey. So now I'm a little bit uncertain about him. But when it comes to, if I'm taking out Andre Silva, and that was my plan before he became a doubt, my big debate was Haaland and Weghorst. And right now, Haaland, especially after what he produced last night in the Champions League, you know, he's going to win that race right now because he looked very hungry. And if you also watched the Schalke game against Union Berlin, Union should have won that game three or four nil yeah, based on the handily. chances they had, yeah. right? And so if, if you give Haaland those types of chances that Schalke gave Union last week, then he's going to get a couple of goals, no doubt. But that's the thing. Avekos is making a very good case for himself, but he continues to kind of be that, that threshold striker where he's not quite breaking into the elite. I can score, you know, 20 plus points on a regular basis, but he's, if you had picked him 10 weeks ago and just stuck with him, you'd have done really well, actually, you know, over the course of the whole time because he's just such a consistent point getter. I also want to ask you as well, we've talked about Weghorst, but with Wolfsburg, we mentioned earlier, there's a lot of players within their ranks that you really could look at as valuable fantasy players. Who tops your list outside of Weghorst? Because their next six games flow are all against teams in the bottom half of the table. So this seems like a good time to invest in Wolfsburg if you want to. I mean, I've got Lacroix already, but even I'm looking at potentially trying to find out whether I can get another Wolfsburg player in there as well. Defenders are all great for Wolfsburg because they, they have such a strong defense that they're picking up clean sheets regularly. And even centre-backs will have at least a decent showing if that team is picking up a clean sheet. I prefer Otavio because he brings like he's winning a lot of challenges. That's like so giving you a healthy baseline and sometimes he's involved in the attack and play, sometimes he isn't. But he's still like he gives you a very high floor and has a high ceiling if like if he has a good game attacking wise. The only thing is that Jerome Rossignon is back to full fitness. I don't expect Glasner to make a change. And um, but there's there's more doubt of Otavio being dropped going forward than Mbabu, who's playing on the right flank. You have to pay a little bit more for um Mbabu. I think he's around eleven million in price tag. But he he's also a good one. In midfield, 
Arnold is, is a good player if we don't consider the price tag. And if we consider the price tag, I think Baku and Gerhard are, are, are both worth your, your, your thoughts um, to bring in. Um, I think both are, are pretty decent options. And up front is Vejas or nobody, of course. Are oh, you telling me Daniel Gintek doesn't have a, a shout there? No, I mean... He, he's not even in the match squad <laughs> anymore. That's he it. doesn't no, make the match squad. No, that's it. Yeah, he, it very much is. Valt is the, the number one, and, and rightly so, given the, the goal-scoring record that he's producing this season. Uh, could actually break the Wolfsburg single-season record held by Grafitsch, uh if he keeps going at this rate as well, which would be quite impressive. Yeah. But it um, would be remiss... Oh, you want to add? No, I just wanted, like, I, I brought up the, the price text and Barber was 11.3, Otavio is 9.1, and Lacroix is 5.7. So these were, would be the guys. If you want to be contrarian, Brooks is sitting at 8.7. Like it's either Brooks or Lacroix. One of these two usually gets points for shots on target after set pieces, but they're mixing it up a bit. Both are good target guys. So if you're banking on Brooks getting it, I think he's probably the guy who's in the least amount of squats, or at least active squats, because I'm looking now and Otavio is in 1% of the squats and Brooks is in 3%, but there has to be some some guys who, who set their lineup at the start of the season, didn't change it, and that's definitely, like, everyone who follows uh, Fantasy Bundesliga is much more likely to have Otavio in their squad than Brooks. In my mind. No, without, without a doubt. I think without a doubt. But it would be remiss of us not to talk about Bielefeld at all here because what they did produce against Bayern was incredibly special and deserved three points and they were unfortunate, you know, not to get all three points in the end. But someone stood out and that was Michael Vlap Flo. He grabbed a goal and an assist and 11 points in that game. And I just looked at that and wondered, oh, could he rival Ritsu Doan for a bit of a mid-price differential in the Bielefeld ranks? Yeah, and the answer is yes. A, a, a colleague of me pointed me in the direction like how much of a goal threat Flap was in his career so far. So the last two seasons, he played 57 games. Um, first season was in the Belgian League and then in, uh, no, in the, uh, in the Eredivisie in the Netherlands and the uh, last season were, uh, at Belgium. 57 games. 26 goals and like that's the first division that's not like a uh, mickey mouse league it's not the bundesliga but he like he scored more than half the amount of goals and appearances that dried up the current season so in the first part of the season he had just he's got just one goal at belgium but he showed in the past that he's a goal scorer and that's definitely something i did miss with assessing him. So I think he, he, he definitely is, uh, should be on our radar. I, I don't think for, for this match. Um, although I, I, I have to say something. So if you're believing that you can give the fantasy feel to your children, then you guys should probably all buy Ritsu Doan because my old, my seven year old was, was watching as I was making my notes and, uh, uh, he recognized that I didn't write up a, a, any Bielefeld player, and he said, "Like Duan will will do will have a great game against Wolfsburg." 
<laughs> well, there you go. I love yeah. it. I love it. I hope it comes true. He's got to recover from the knock he took against Bayern. But yeah. if he does, I'd, I'd He's back questionable, it. yeah. I'd back it. But that's the thing. I mean, it's Bielefeld's... I mean, if we're looking at the big picture as well with Bielefeld, they also, in the next seven match days, have the first match four times. Admittedly, it's this weekend... And then it's the match day 26, 27 and 28. They play first on every single occasion on that. And of course, match day 27 as well, if I'm not mistaken, is... A, it's at Leipzig. Well, it's, it's also without a Friday night match, if I'm not mistaken, which is why they play first okay. three times. I think that's a, a, a... I think we come back from an international break and that's why there's no Friday night game. Okay. So, but it's still something to bear in mind with Bielefeld. Act with caution. I, I usually don't look that far ahead. Me too. I, I think you can get carried away a bit like three games in advance that's like the go- like the golden rule for me i think looking farther ahead is like you you're planning you're, you're banking on stuff that's probably never going to happen because so much can change in the blink of an eye well but with a with a bielefeld player i don't think people are going to be looking to bring a bielefeld player in and out a lot it'll be a case of pick him leave him Right with a Bielefeld player, you're not going to be looking to to to, to change that up too much, and that's the only reason I bring it up. But Flo, yeah, you're right, you're right. Don't look too far ahead. It was just one factor that I wanted to throw out there as well. But okay, let's move on to the Saturday three thirty kickoffs. We'll start with Gladbach against Mainz. We don't have many of them actually this weekend because we've got a bit more added flexibility in amongst all of this. But when it comes to Gladbach against Mainz, the Foles are unbeaten in their last nine Bundesliga meetings with Mainz, winning the last five in a row. And they could do with a positive result right now, I think it's fair to say. For Mainz, defender Moussa Nyakate is their top scorer this season with three goals, given the fact that Jean-Philippe Mateta has moved to England. And uh, didn't see that one coming, I'll be very honest. And the fact is, he's still a goal threat, taking penalties, who knew? But who's your player pick from this game, Flo? I'm going with Jonas Hofmann. I think it's a great bounce-back spot for Gladbach as a whole, although Mainz has been looking pretty good and, like, they, they played impressive the second half at Leverkusen. That has to be said. That wasn't fluky, although they scored two late goals. But they have 15 to 3 shots in the second half at Leverkusen. Like, kudos to Mainz. But in my mind, Marco Rosa leaving to Dortmund. And there was a lot of noise around that when it was uh, publicized, I think, on Monday. And uh, Ebal and Rolders, they they came out yesterday in unison, gave a pretty good press conference in my mind. And I believe that there will be some weight off the shoulders of the players because there was some uncertainty of the situation. And now, like, everything is fixed. And I believe that Gladbach can play better now that the situation is uh, cleared up. I think Hofmann, after having quiet games or not playing at all, uh, would be uh, will be pivotal in that match against Mainz. And you know I have a soft spot for Alisson player. It's just a, the issue is if I bring in the striker, it's probably a guy playing at a standalone fixture. Although it's not like... I'm not 100%. I feel so confident that Haaland won't let me down uh, at Schalke, that I could see me going with a guy like Player to mix things up. 
And I, I think he has a lot of potential and we, we haven't seen that being capitalized on in the Bundesliga so far this yeah. season. Yeah, def definitely not in the Bundesliga. Champions League is a different story with him. It's funny though, with, with you, Alassane player can do no wrong and you're still picking time after time. No, but, I, 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 I just think he's but, a pretty but, good player. But, but, I like his course. style of play. And like we've seen him having great games this season. It's not like he hasn't played great so he's far. It's just twice. Not he's only scored two goals this season. Yeah. And this is it. Valdivia yeah. course has what, let, got let 14? Let me talk. <laughs> He hasn't played great in the Bundesliga. He has played great in the Champions League. Uh, I think the match at Inter where he's, I think he's got twice and one goal got disallowed, but great, great game by him. Uh, he, he's a lethal goal scorer at times. So I'm, I'm, I'm still not giving up hope with Alassane player. No, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not knocking the player pick. I'm just saying it's funny how Wout Weghorst can keep scoring and you would never pick him, but Alassane player can go and only yeah. score two goals this season, but he's still a candidate for you this weekend. It's, I love the way this game works sometimes. I mean, Alassane player beats Wout Weghorst uh, at Kipi Api for like uh, 300 to three. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, I'm not sure that Valvejos can hold the ball longer than three touches in the air. But that's the, that's the beauty of Bundesliga fantasy. It doesn't matter. All he needs to be able to do is hit the back of the net. Kayubi was a terrible footballer, right? But he was a magician in the fantasy game. And there have been plenty of players like that. That you know, they, they really are bog standard footballers, but somehow they, they make it work. Um, you used to, actually, you used to say that about Josef Paulsen yeah. all the time as well. So yeah, it's just, it's one of those things, right? But that's why, that's why I love this game we all have our favorites and the players that I think we're drawn to a little bit more and I just thought it was interesting that that was the case let's move on to the next game Freiburg against Union now Freiburg have won all of their last three home meetings with Union in all competitions in the Bundesliga right now they're also unbeaten in their last seven home matches five wins two draws and in all of them they've scored at least twice so this bodes quite well because Union are in a bit of a, a bad patch of form I'd say in terms of their results the performances haven't been bad we mentioned the lack of a clinical touch against Schalke but they can't afford that against Freiburg because they will get punished more than Schalke did so when you're looking at a player from this game flow where are you looking? Um, I'm looking at a lot of Freiburg players actually and if this would be a standalone fixture I could see me dipping up in pretty heavily uh, in the Freiburg market because um, Union's form is not pretty good I think it's a uh, get right spot for Freiburg, although they haven't lost in seven games. They just scored one goal, I think, in the last three games. But they played the two best defenses uh, in this year, Wolfsburg and Bremen, in this stretch. So I think Freiburg can bounce back here with a good attacking return. Other issue is that they're playing Leverkusen and Leipzig the next two games. So it's probably, I would think about bringing in one Freiburg player and uh, I've got one in every position. Uh, Christian Günther defends 11.9 million. I think not a lot of people will be drawn to him, but I think he could have a good game here. Of course, Vincenzo Grifo, but he's a bit pricey, 14.2 million. I think there are good alternatives out there. Still think it's not a bad choice going with him. And up front, if you need to save money, my favorite budget striker is uh, Ermedine Demirovic for 7.6 million. Was quiet the last three games, but I think he can get back to um, being a, a pretty good fantasy uh, asset um, at a more than decent price tag. No, without a doubt. And a Freiburg, I think we've been waiting for a couple of weeks 
to wonder when they were going to bounce back and when they're going to become a bit of a fantasy force again because we remember what they were doing before Christmas and they're still very capable of that. And this could be the start potentially for them to go on a bit of a decent run. Um, and I say that when they've got Leverkusen and Leipzig to come up next, actually. So maybe I have to just retract, <laughs> retract that thought a little bit. But uh, for this weekend, I would agree with you, actually, if it was a standalone fixture, a much more attractive game to invest in. But let's move on. Köln against Stuttgart is the next one. Now, Silas Wamangatuka, he has struck a team leading 11 times for Stuttgart in the Bundesliga, but he is without a goal in his last two games. Meanwhile, Sasa Kalajic, uh, who has been making me regret not investing in him, uh, he scored four of his nine Bundesliga goals in his last three games and had another very good outing in terms of a fantasy returns last week. Several shots on goal, one goal as well, even though the Stuttgart didn't come away with the win, he still performed very well. So Flo from Köln Stuttgart, who's your player pick? I think the logical pick is Bonas Hossa because he like he showed last week what, how how great of a fantasy player he is, especially considering his price tag. But since he's probably most of your guys' squad, I don't I don't think there's much value in talking about Bonas Hossa. Uh, Kalajic is definitely an interesting option. I'm just my feeling is that Cologne will edge out a win here. I think they look or, or did look good before the Frankfurt game. Losing at Frankfurt, like, there's no shame in that right now. Uh, also, Andre Duda wasn't 100%. Marius Wolf wasn't at 100%. They were missing Ismail Jacobs. And that's the perfect bridge to talk about him because I think what we've seen this season is how important he is with his physical ability, with his speed for the Cologne match. He, he's definitely their best guy on the left flank. Um, he, he's back at training today, so Thursday. He wasn't able to play at Frankfurt. I think he's going to play uh, against Stuttgart, and then he would be another pretty good, cheap option in defense for 5.9 million. And I, I think like he's my favorite player out of this match, not named Bona Sosa. But of course, Kalajic is is like a good budget option. I just my feeling is just like. I think Cologne got this. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that like that's not. Uh, I, I've got the odds in front of me, and Stuttgart is. <laughs> Don't look at the odds. Yeah, Kicker is coming with odds now. They got a betting partner. I'm not yeah. naming <laughs> like who, who's that, who that is, but um, they got the odds uh, with all the match where I take my notes and uh, Stuttgart are the favorites. So, yeah. uh, but I'm leaning Cologne here. Hey, well, to be honest, your gut feelings have been pretty on point this season, so we should maybe take note of that. The only thing, because I also looked at Jakobs, I was when I was looking for my player picks, I thought Jakobs could be a great Vegas choice because of the fact, if you remember the Pokal game against Gladbach and the way Ben Zabayini really managed to get in behind Wamangatuka, I wondered whether Jakobs could do the same if he starts. The only thing that I talked myself out of the pick was the fact that Köln have Bayern next weekend, and that was the only reason. But for a one-and-done, I do think Jakobs is a great pick for this game. And you know what? Stranger things have happened in the Bundesliga than Köln getting a, a result against Stuttgart um, you know, on home soil as well, given the fact that what, Stuttgart are really strong away from home and Köln are really not good at home. Yeah, but I think Stuttgart, they lost their last three away games. They lost them all, and they just won one of the last six games. So I think we all, like, without Gonzalez, Stuttgart is not the same. Castro is like, maybe he's playing, but he won't be at 100% after a quite lengthy 
uh, hamstring issue. And so, so, so I think they're like, they're a bit overhyped for what we've seen lately. And I just think Cologne is better than most people give them credit for. And then maybe Stuttgart is playing an active kind of football that might suit uh, what Cologne does. So it's, it's just my, it's, it's my gut feeling, like I said before. No, and that's absolutely fair. Okay, let's move on. Frankfurt against Bayern. Uh, to be honest, we discussed this enough in part one, but Bayern are the season's highest scorers with a club record 61 goals at this stage of a season. Frankfurt are actually next on the list with 43 goals. We've got the Lewandowski against Silver uh, battle potentially, but is there anything that we didn't mention in part one, Flo, that you want to add to this match here? I think Frankfurt will win this. That's my my, my feeling. So. Oh, he's got... <laughs> Well, your neck was your neck was partly out the window with. Cone. So yeah, maybe I'm doing like a, a, a parlay with Cologne and Frankfurt on my betting I, slip. I, that would that would give some very yeah. good returns. So yeah, I, I just feel Frankfurt right now, and they will be so hungry to stick it to Bayern. And I think we I, we shouldn't underestimate as well. Bayern are still recovering from the Club World Cup. They came back. They got thrust straight back into action against Bielefeld on a pretty snowy, like uncomfortable evening. They're not going to be straight back in their rhythm. And and who knows who's going to be out from now until Saturday? Because I mean, now Pavard is in quarantine. No one else is in quarantine. If you saw the picture they took uh, at the dressing room after the Club World Cup. Everyone was celebrating, no masks there. So who's going to say that there won't be like three, four different cases of of Corona from now until Sunday? I I think it's, yeah, I'm I'm not looking to to buy into the Bayern market. And um, I've just got one Bayern player left, Lewandowski. And it's a toss up between him or Silva, um, who I'm going to sell. If I like, if Silva's still questionable, that takes the decision off of me, because I, I think it's almost a coin flip, and then I maybe would rather keep Silva and sell Lewandowski, um, because of next week's fixture, um, it's a Friday night fixture. I might like stick with both, if I'm thinking that Haaland is my rescue, uh, get out of jail if like this game doesn't like. The guy I pick as a stomach doesn't perform in this game, but I think both can have a good game. So it's not, like it's no rule that you can't have Silva and Lewandowski for for that match. I think it's pretty. It, like, I have three Frankfurt players, one Bayern player, and if like if I go into this match with four players out of it, I'm 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 fine with it. So I'm not trying to force the issue. Yeah, that's it. I, I'm aiming for three, one in each position. Durham, Kostic, Lewandowski. That's the aim right now for me. I'm getting rid of Silva, getting rid of Kimmich. But that's because, and this is actually maybe the perfect segue into our next game, it's because there's another fixture that I've got my lips being licked at, and that is Schalke against Dortmund, the 98th Revier derby between the two in the Bundesliga era. And as we mentioned, given what Dortmund produced last night against Sevilla in the Champions League, yes, they conceded twice, and yes, it was a little nervy at the end, but... There were big signs of 
hope for us as fantasy owners, um, especially when it comes to Jaden Sancho and Erling Haaland. And neither will be rested because this is the derby. And something tells me that Aiden Terzic isn't going to make the same mistake that Marco Rosa did a couple of weeks ago. Um, Definitely not. And at that point, you really want to invest in this game and you really want to invest in Dortmund. So on that note, uh, the Royal Blues have claimed more points under Christian Kors than they had in their previous 12 matches. Haaland has scored as many Bundesliga goals this season as Schalke as a whole. One person I want to ask you about, someone that we haven't mentioned yet, Flo, and I had this question down last week but didn't answer it because of time, so comes in this week. Rafael Guerrero, is he still worth his price tag now he's part of a back four? Not on a normal match day, but going into the <laughs> derby with, like, you already said it, like, the, 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 the perception is that Schalke had a decent game at Union, but, I mean... I watched that game. The bar is so low for Schalke now that, like, if they if they're not conceding five, they they're saying, "Oh, that was definitely a step in the right direction." <laughs> it's like Union should have easily won that game, and and I think that the Dortmund players know how important that game is to the supporters. They 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 taking a lot of slack lately for the way they are performing, and this is a perfect spot to rid all criticism basically of the the recent weeks with one a good win and i think it's pretty likely that that is what what's going to happen here so i'm 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 fine with Guerrero for this game but like his attacking returns have dried up last week he gave an assist and still were only ma- managed to get 10 points and that's usually a sign for me like if if a guy is involved in the in a goal, I want more. I want like fifteen plus points, and I want want to see that. And that's also like to go back to Vejos. That's that's also an, an issue I have with Vejos. Sometimes he scores and gets you ten points. There are True. other guys out there who get you ten points without score. Uh, Alison player, right? <laughs> Sorry, I of had course. to. I had to. And 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 he can play the ball with a back heel as well, <laughs> which in my opinion should be, should be awarded an extra point. Um, but no, I, I, if you have Guerrero, I would stick with him for that match. If you don't have him, I don't think you have to bring him in for the price tag of sixteen and a half million because the way the fantasy game shaped out, I think it's best to have cheaper defenders because we have a lot of quality cheap defenders out there and pay up in mid especially in midfield but uh up front as well and and i think giovanni reina has lost his starting job so i think yes. that's definitely something so if any of you guys have him or uh, in your still in your squad i don't think he's going to play uh, as a starter. No, the script has been flipped there because earlier it was Reina performing for a lower price tag and Sancho really below expectations. And now Sancho is firing in all cylinders and Reina is, is probably actually performing even below his price tag right now in terms of his yeah. output. And there's even talk of uh, Torgan Azar potentially coming into the starting lineup this weekend for the game against Schalke as well, just to bring in some fresh legs. But even Marco Royce looked a little sharper than we've seen him in recent months against Sevilla. The only concern from that game is that 
that I don't think Schalke will afford Dortmund as much space on the counter as Sevilla did. I think Sevilla kind of ran into a trap there. Um, and yeah, I can't see it quite going the same way with Schalke, but uh, I agree with all the points we've made. Let, let's move on to the next game and get our teeth stuck into the three Sunday fixtures we've got, starting with the early kickoff, which is at 1.30 Central European time. So a little bit earlier this weekend with Augsburg against Leverkusen. Now Augsburg have lost six of their last seven Bundesliga matches. However, since the turn of the year, Leverkusen have only picked up eight of a possible 24 points themselves. Two wins, two draws, four defeats, including that uh, game against Mainz, where yeah, they let that one slip away in very typical Leverkusen fashion. Now, the big news with Leverkusen is that Luka Tradecki is still a doubt, which could mean that Niklas Lom stays in goal as a result flow, given Leverkusen's form as well. A couple of weeks ago, we were talking their back line up, but we now saying, oh, no, no, actually, we let's go back to the way it was. Uh, stay, stay away from Leverkusen's back line. I mean, we, we didn't talk them up. We just said, like, we don't know what Fozu Menza is. So we know that the rest of the bunch isn't worth your... Uh, investment in fantasy, but maybe for Zumenza is, and you could jump on a train, a hype train early, um, but that hasn't come to fruition. So I think if you're looking to invest in Leverkusen, should be in midfield and up front. I'm, I'm staying clear of the Leverkusen defense as a whole. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think if you would like stick to that rule that I sometimes broke in the past, for I'm not sure what reason, but uh, <laughs> I'm always thinking that Sinkraven used to be a left winger, so yeah. there has to be some attacking spirit left in him. But I'm disappointed time, time and time after yeah. uh, again. So uh, I'm not looking to invest. He, he comes in. from the Ajax, yeah. the Ajax school of thought, but he's not as attacking as you want him to be for that. But then, okay, the question with Leverkusen, you've mentioned midfield and attack. Is it really a case that we need to see who they put in the starting lineup tonight in the Europa League before we know? Because we're already, even before the Europa League, we were already doing the debate between Diaby, Bailey, Alario, Schick. So, then you throw Amiri coming back into the mix. Demibai's had a couple of good games. So the, the, the complexion of this Leverkusen team has changed. A yeah, little. but Demibai had the good games when Amiri was on the shelf. Amiri will be back for that match. I think you go with words because he's the cheapest guy. Maybe like, there are a few scenarios. Like a guy, if Wurz gets rested, for instance, at Bern, like I've got no doubt that he's going to start at Augsburg. If they get a result, like they win handily at Bern with their best 11, I believe they feel their best 11 at Augsburg and will rotate in the second leg against Bern. If we see a close result with their best, I think the highest likelihood of Bosch rotating more than we would like is if it's a close game at Bern, he played his best 11, he wants them to get rested for the second leg because they definitely want to advance in the Europa League. I think that's the worst scenario in a, in a fantasy sense. So, yeah. And that's the reason why I'm not like now thinking about I want to see the lineup, I want to see the result. I think both will play a part in what lineup we'll see at Augsburg. And I'm not looking to allow your shake because you like you you build in a coin flip before the match even started, who's in the starting lineup. So why would you do that? Because Diaby and Bailey um like the likelihood of them playing is much higher, especially since Belarabi is uh still injured and I think they got a few 
uh, other players who are injured as well. So um, I have to look at my notes here to to get that uh, right. But no uh, attacking winger. Actually, Kika has uh, Bellarabi back in the match squad for this one. I'm surprised by that. I haven't heard that. But well, it was it was also the type of game I wondered. It, yeah, it, you're right. It depends on the lineup and the result against young boys. But uh, Demarai Gray, whether you know he's been performing well off the bench, maybe it's his first Bundesliga start in a game against Augsburg when they can afford to rest Diaby and Bailey. And I have to say that that's something that worries me as a Bailey owner myself. And that that is the problem. I, I think I, I wasn't wrong to bring Bailey in. Their fixtures are good, especially. Not not just short term, but long term as well, Leverkusen. But in and amongst that, I think I might uh, hit a hit a, a bit of a minefield in there with Leon Bailey in the Leverkusen front line. So I do agree with you, Flo, on that point. Shall we move on to the next game? That's Hertha against Leipzig. Yes. Um, now Hertha are on a seven-game winless run, which is the longest such current run in the Bundesliga. On top of that, the old lady have also lost each of their last four home meetings with Leipzig, who have averaged 4.3 goals per game at the Olympia Stadium, which is great news for fantasy owners, let's be honest. And especially if people doubled up last week. And I know we were both in that camp flow. We did it a bit differently. I did it with Olmo and Nkunku. You went with Nkunku and Haidara, right? And both worked out quite well. Yeah, because of money. Because of money, James. I would have loved to get Nkunku and Olmo, but just I just couldn't afford it. Well, admittedly, I had to sacrifice Rafael Guerrero to do it. So whether that really worked out in the end, I don't know. But when it comes to those types of assets, how are we feeling about this Leipzig side? I mean, they were in Champions League action as well on Tuesday, a longer flight to Budapest and back, of course. But yeah. they're still going to want to make a mark here against Hertha because they can't afford to drop any more points. Yeah, and they don't play next week, like the second leg at Liverpool. If there's, if it's even played at Liverpool, I'm not sure about that, but... Is the play uh, is the week after next week, so I I don't think we'll see rotation for Leipzig apart from the usual that there are some positions like Haidara or Adams who's going to play. That's uh, uh, um, some other possibilities. Mukiele is a guy who could come in, and like uh, these are the usual uncertainties we have. But I'm pretty sure we're going to see Olmo and Nkunku in the starting lineup. So I, I feel good about no, that. I, I, I certainly do feel good about it as well. Um, yeah, and I, can, and I, I mean, afford. I don't think they have to plan what's going to happen in the Champions League anymore. It, well, I think that ship has sailed. Yeah, well, you know what? Um, even as a Liverpool supporter, maybe it's because I'm a Liverpool supporter that I say this, and given our form recently, anything can happen. But I, I do feel very good about the position that we managed to to fashion. I, admittedly, I didn't think we'd win. I thought I, th- I had it down as a one or draw. I thought the first leg would be a one or draw, and that was almost like me feeling that's the best that Liverpool could do. But yeah, they they beat my expectations as well. It was nice to see. Although, admittedly, Leipzig did shoot themselves in the foot twice, so maybe take it with a bit of a pinch of salt but no I, I agree with you about Leipzig assets I think you can stick by them this week and uh, the rotation roulette of Nagelsmann won't go into full spin mode this weekend definitely let's close out the match day then Hoffenheim against Werder Bremen now in Bundesliga matches played after midweek Europa League games we mentioned they've got a bad record Hoffenheim it's 1-1 of six, two draws and three defeats. That will certainly please Bremen fans listening uh, because as Flo has already mentioned, they do also have the joint best defence in the Bundesliga in 2021, conceding just six goals from seven games. So the classic question, Flo, who do you trust to close out the match day? Uh, not really many. 
many guys out of this game. I already mentioned my concerns with Hoffenheim. So if I know that like no other issues and Hoeneß is playing his strongest 11, which he will because like, they have to look in the rear view mirror uh, towards the relegation zone. They're not out of it. Uh, would be Christoph Baumgartner for 12.1 million think, uh, think he's the best out of the Hoffenheim bunch if it's still questionable if Kramaric is back to 100%. Or, or, of course, Kramaric could always be one of the highest scoring uh, strikers on any given match day. And I think with Bremen, they've got some uh, questionable players in defense. Especially Marco Friedel would be a big hit if he can't play. Friedel is questionable. Valkovic is pre questionable. Augustinsson is questionable. So with, three, with these three guys, the presser before the match is tomorrow, so on Friday. Then maybe we'll know what's going to happen. If Friedel sits, he's playing pretty good right now. There's some talks about um, bigger clubs wanting to sign him. He, if he misses and Moisander comes in, that's a big hit for, for Bremen. It's just like the... Uh, athletic ability um, is not quite on par with what Friedel brings with the uh, 47-year-old Moisander. And, uh, yeah, just, just, just adding a few more years a joke, onto, to yes. the veteran there, yeah. I noticed. Hey, you know yeah, what? I reckon he'd still do a so job funny. for you at 47, uh, Flo. I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, no, I mean, on the Bremen side, so Milot Rashica would probably be the only one. 12.2 did pick up nine points without scoring last week. Like we've like we've seen what we want to see from him. He shoots, and maybe one of these days he even finds the back of the net, and then he'll have a pretty good game. So I, I think his baseline is pretty high. So uh, I think Rashica is decent. Augustinson took a knock, but um, if he's a hundred percent, I think he's because of his set piece use. He's uh, he might be worse, and if we get word he's out, then. Uh, you Felix Agu truths us uh, out there. Agu, yeah. Felix, Agu, Felix, Agu. Uh, so enjoyable, James, because we, we have a video call and I can see like James lighting up as soon as James eyes <laughs> lighting up as soon as I said Agu and like the, his childish bemusement of being able to 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 hit a, a button. That, that place that loop is it's the magic it's the yeah. magic of technology yeah. my friend but yes it is like a so, kid at Christmas yeah. although I need to start I need to find some new sounds at some point to put on this soundboard so that I can mix it up a little bit <laughs> yeah I, I think uh, if we get word that Augustinsson sits Agu is a pretty sound investment only problem is that it's the last game of the match day and so it's not without risk to go with Agu um, even if he's just 4.3 but like the price tag doesn't matter if you have to uh, get him out of your squad because he picks up minus four points. Yeah. Which I don't expect, but I still think it's possible. It, it is possible. It is possible. Um, we've seen stranger things happen in this in this wonderful world of Bundesliga fantasy. Um, but on that note, let's close out today's show with our player picks. Vegas choice flow. I'll come to you first. Who are you going for? Yeah, it has to be Alisson player. <laughs> um, back heel goal against Mainz in style. I, I, if, it, yeah. if it happens, I'd love it. I'd absolutely, I'd, I'd, I would crack a very big smile. Definitely um, thinking of you. I've also gone down the Gladbach route because I do like this game at home against Mainz. Um, and I went for Rami Benzobaini 
who since coming back from, you know, his little uh, COVID layoff is showing that he has still got that same attacking mindset. And at 12.1 million, he's, you know, he's up there with the Gunters uh, that kind of, you know, you, you kind of break in the bank a little bit, the Umbabus that are in there as well. But I think Benzelbaini could be a valuable choice. I will stress, though, it is a one and done suggestion because they do have uh, Leipzig and Leverkusen to come in their next two games after this one against Mainz Gladbach. Super Schnäppchen flow. Um, I'm going with Ismail Jakobs for 5.9. I'm pretty confident that he's going to play. I think he will uh, can have a pretty good game against Stuttgart. Especially since you mentioned that Bamangi Tuka, like, like he's trying to get forward so there are spaces to be have in his back. No, de- definitely. I think that might that could, if, if Kona are to pull off the upset that you're backing them for, I think that could be the key spot um, that swings the, the fixture in their favour. Admittedly, I looked at the same game again because I was looking for a super snapshot that was also a bit of a differential and my uh, eyes landed on Philip Furster of, of Stuttgart because, yeah, Castro is back, but it's not sure we're not... It's not guaranteed that he goes straight into the starting lineup. And therefore, first, I think, becomes interesting. 5.5 million midfielder. He does love to get forward into attacking spaces. Scored against Bayern um, as well earlier this season. Uh, no, sorry, against Dortmund, wasn't it? It was against Dortmund that he scored. Well, did he score? Wait, now I'm questioning it. Did he score against Bayern and Dortmund? Or did he have one ruled out against Bayern? I think he had one ruled out because of Manuel Neuer slipped. That's, yeah, and that's seen... what like, that, that's a foul in Germany <laughs> uh, Manuel Neuer slips definitely has like the VAR has to intervene there well, ab- absolutely so okay yeah. there you go if, I mean, if you can we score can't against... have that <laughs> no of course not but if yeah. you can score against Bayern and Dortmund then maybe you know a game against Köln uh, could, could work out well for Förster as well Banker Flo who are you putting your money on I'm, I'm not sure if going with Erling Haaland is too boring. It's all right. I had it down think, as well. I, I think I have to, James. After the performance <laughs> yesterday and being praised by uh, Gary Lineker right. uh, as uh, like well, uh, being in the say on on eye level with Mbappe um, in the tweet of Gary Lineker. Yeah, but so if any of you guys sold Haaland because of his dip in form, I think it it would be a good time to. Get him back into your squad because he like he looked like a machine uh, at Sevilla, and I'm not sure how Schalke wants to stop him. <laughs> yeah. um, Avuni had so many clear cut chances, and he definitely brings the physicality of Avuni. But the like Haaland knows how to hit the back of the net, and that's definitely something that Avuni has to learn going forward. So. Yeah, I'm backing Haaland to having a, 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 at least a brace here. No, that's it. I mean, in some ways, it is a bit of a cop out, but that's the it was the first name I had down on my list as well. I mean, the other names I had were were Sancho and Kunku and Kalajic because I still think they're valuable picks this weekend in terms of the bank. But yeah, if you do not have Erling Haaland, get him this weekend. I think is is pretty much the message. And you know what? I say that with a smile on my face, having been burned by that man many a time. I'm hoping that this occasion it doesn't come back to bite me in the rear end. But for now. Now, ladies and gents, that brings us to an end of this week's Talking Foosball Fantasy episode. Don't forget to follow us at Talking Foosball on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook. And if you have not yet joined the Talking Foosball Fantasy League, for now, from me, your host, James Thorogood, and the rest of the Talking Foosball crew, Alfie Hurt. Alfie Dunn.